Welcome to another episode of the Dumb and Dumbest Podcast, a music industry podcast where everything is terrible and the house is on fire. I'm Matt Bacon here with my beautiful co-host, Curtis Stewart. Hello. And our wonderful guest, Lindsay Schoolcraft. Hi. How are you today, Lindsay? Hi, I'm okay, thank you. I finally had coffee. I painted my face. I'm ready to kick ass. Sweet. So you have a new record out uh, as of last week, I believe. Mm, what? I don't, want, I don't even know what day it is anymore. I don't I know. I actually weeks, have no. to look at a calendar right now. It, it has been almost two weeks. Yes. Yeah. Almost two weeks. Yeah. yeah. Tell us about that record. <laughs> well, listen, I'm really proud of what I was able to accomplish being in like my own little digital record label and doing it independently. I will say like credit where credit is due. Yesterday I was working with my assistant and I muttered under my breath. I was like, if anybody ever mentions me in history, ain't nobody can say I was lazy because I'm not. <laughs> um, you know, but uh, yeah, it was like, it was really, it was good. I'm very happy. I have a long way to go. I don't feel like this launch is over yet. I haven't even started running ads yet. Actually, I just did this entirely organically the last two weeks to see where I sit with my fans and I'm pleasantly surprised and happy but it was also like there was just like you know you said the house is on fire like yeah that was that was pretty much my situation over here I had to schedule in showers or I wouldn't take them and you know when your friends are working for you for free you don't want to smell around them so <laughs> yeah yeah the I almost spit out my teeth I I have been there yes <laughs> yes yeah. So, okay, because this is something, so there's a lot of interesting things to unpack here, because you did this release independently, which I think surprised a lot of people, given your sort of status in the metal scene. Yeah. Um, and so I guess the first question is, what inspired you to do this record independently? Let's just put it this way. Ever since my high school sweetheart, we're not together anymore, and you'll find out why in a minute. Ever since my high school sweetheart said, you're not good enough quit now. I have been the stubbornest mule in the industry. And when people tell me, no, you can't have that. Let me tell you, I will prove them so wrong that they will be eating karma for breakfast. So pretty much what happened was, is it was like a Joan Jett situation where I kept knocking on the door of labels and no one was getting back to me. And I'm like, you know what? Uh, especially being, I think when there's something about us cancer survivors, we're just like, you know, this is my second lease on life. I'm not going to waste another minute. Um, and we just kind of get almost like this superhero complex. I don't know. It's strange. Maybe it's a Napoleon thing. I don't know. I am short, but I was like, okay, I'm just going to do this myself. What is the worst that could happen? And you know what? I came out on the other side and that's just kind of my attitude towards things. So I was like, I'm going to do this myself. You know what? Okay. I need this person, this person, and this person. Um, the music industry has changed. I know how it's changed. Thanks to uh, Leah and um, the Savvy Musician Academy. I was like, okay, this is the future. Um, but uh, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't going to let anyone like hold me back. And you know, 
I think a lot of my colleagues on record labels right now, they're very unhappy with their labels as far as I know. We've been very unhappy for a long time, but things are going really weird. And mm -hmm. I think I just kind of have to show them this, like, you know, hey, you can do this. And the, the thing that, like, they have five other people in their band or four other people in their band that can help them. I did this all by myself. Like, yes, I live with my drummer and he has been great. But, you know, my guitarist is in Toronto and my bassist is all the way on the other side of the country. Um, you know, she just moved. So it's like, I don't have, like, it, it's just me and the people I have hired, you know? So I was like, okay, like, let's do this. And I think once maybe I do this maybe a few more times, uh, bands, like established bands, they're going to be like, wait a minute, wait a minute, you know? So I kind of have to be that, so to say, ha ha ha, martyr and sacrifice mm -hmm. myself to like show the industry and people that, hey, like, you know, you don't need a record label anymore. And there are a lot of things that record labels are good for. And there's a lot of things record labels are not good for. You know what I mean? Totally. I, I got a question, like how, what made you decide to actually go seek the education with the Savvy Musician Academy? Because I mean, you're obviously you're associated with a major label already. You've already been touring for a few years with a major band how like what made you kind of go like i actually need to learn this versus thinking that you kind of knew all about it already out of curiosity i'm very much like i believe i'm always a student i think that is the best attitude you can have going into this industry is that you don't know everything and you are a student and everyone knows something that you don't know and i know that's very bill nye but hear me out um <laughs> it, it is he always says that and he's not wrong mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. so leah has been a very good friend of mine when she released her first album almost 10 oh my god I think it's been 10 years ago uh, mm -hmm. I was one of the first people to pick it up and really push it to like that underground female fronted symphonic metal community and I did reviews and I'm to this day I'm still a huge fan of hers like I think her music is just fantastic but I also feel fortunate enough to call her a friend mm -hmm. um, and for people who don't know about Leah like she's done she's made her career entirely digital online um, and she still stays at home and raises like homeschools five kids. Um, but her and I have a lot in common because deep down inside, like I love folk music. We both play the harp. So her and I just chat on on the regular. And uh, I knew she was very, very good with releasing her music online. So I sought out her advice. And I, I literally, I did it in like, oh my God, I think it happened over the span of four days. I was like, why am I unhappy with my life? This is why I'm unhappy with my life ran home, opened a Word document, did a brain dump on what I think this release should have looked like. And then I said, hey, Leah, I did a really crappy brain dump of what I think a launch should look like. Um, you know, could you just look at it for me? And she called me the next day. She's like, I can't look at this in 10 minutes. We don't have 10 minutes to talk. We need an hour. I was like, all right. So we got on the phone together. We caught up, we chatted. And she said, you know, you need to come to the Academy. I think you have a solid launch. And I was like, okay, I'm down. Let's do this. Like, let's just just make it happen. And ever since then, like, they, they've been fantastic. They've they've like, the, it, there's like a whole community of students there. I think currently right now the program I'm on the highest program, which is called Super Fan Elite. There's a hundred. There's another. There's 150 people in that program. You have a whole community of people going through the same growing pains as you and successes. And they're all different. Like, it's like every genre you can think of. You know. Totally. Um, um, okay, so now how did you find the time to actually put in to study the Academy then while you were touring and in between <laughs> everything else that you do? I'm a crazy person. So 
No, I'm actually, I literally was like, this is going to be the year of music. I'm like, no, this was the year of no fun. I literally would sit in a hotel lobby on our days off for mm -hmm. 10 hours doing the homework and That's doing awesome. the learning. That's and awesome. It was a lot. It was a lot of grit. Like I am the definition of grit. This, I have more gray hair and more wrinkles because of this year. But like, you know, I, it had to be done. I'm like, I have no choice. I've set a deadline. I've set a goal. And the thing is, is like, I enjoyed a lot of it. I mean, I was very lucky in the sense, like I, there's a whole second week of the course where it's like branding, knowing your image. And I just literally sent my Facebook banner to the course coordinator. She's like, oh no, 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 you don't need to do this week. So I did get to skip a whole week of school because I guess I'm privileged in the sense of being in cradle filth and like knowing how to create a look and a color story and all that stuff. Um, but I, I honestly, I really enjoyed it. But the hard part was the goddamn web store. The web store has been a thorn in my side until like last week. You know, now- yeah, you, you did that all on your own, did you not? The web store or did you hire out for that? Um, you can hire out. I did not. I did it all organically. I learned everything okay. about it. It was just, ugh. like Savvy was good. They actually have a whole week where they like tell you how to set it up. Yeah. what not to touch what to tweak like it was a, it was a labor of love i did however i have an incredible designer i yeah. paid her a nice chunk of money to do my website because they said you know websites are digital real estate i'm like fine i've always wanted a website let's do it so mm -hmm. she did that's her thing and she did it for me and it's gorgeous and i'm like you know but it you know some people do need to like do the course and build their own website from the ground up and that takes a lot of time too um, but yeah, no, that was, there, there was a few things that I honestly hopped, skipped and jumped in. I was like, if I can make it go away with money, I'm going to make it go away, <laughs> you know, cause wow. there was only so much I couldn't, couldn't do. Who, how, who, okay. So who did, what did you actually hire out for then? Like what did, who did you actually, or not who, but what, what sort of things did you actually hire out for? So people get kind of a sense of what you did and what you didn't have to do and you delegated. Okay. So unless you're like you know, some artists who like are actually really good with Photoshop and graphic design. There's very few of them out there, but they are good. I don't yeah. recommend artists do that. We need to stick to the music. So I have a designer. She designed my logo, my font. She uh, does like all the graphics you see online. She even does some photo editing. I'm very blessed in the sense that I have a photographer friend who is there to help me at any hour, lives just down the street. Very blessed. Um, you know, so I had a designer um, I hired out an assistant, so she would do research. She'd help me clean my apartment. She'd do yep. inventory. Like, you know, having an assistant, I actually got her. This is a very important thing. Um, if you can mm -hmm. get, like, a newly graduated student from a business school, especially music business, and hire them, pay them under the table, which now has to go on record as contract, she's mm -hmm. been fantastic. She's actually submitting me for the Junos right now. And, like, she's... Nice. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's goddamn expensive, but what isn't? Um, yeah. you know, but it's worth a shot. I mean, again, I'm one of those people you can't tell me no. Hoping my high school yeah. sweetheart sees me on TV in April. But anyway, <laughs> I'm so vindictive. Anyways, um, awesome. well, you never know. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I had an assistant. Well, I still have her. She's just finishing the Juno process right now. But she's helping me do some research on how to update my web shop because the web shop is an ongoing process. Um, and then uh, I got Mr. Curtis here in yeah conversation who has been an angel and has like helped my brain function better and we've been doing a fantastic job with press 
Um, and then, uh, yeah, it's been really fun. I appreciate you because you're organized and you give me schedules. And like us musicians need to be herded like cats. So it has been very appreciated. Um, I really do appreciate it. And then the one thing that I was like, I don't have this in place and I don't know what to do was Spotify and mm -hmm. YouTube ads. So I was very lucky. I got a gentleman by the name of Patrick Walsh from uh, Circuit Music. He used to work at Nuclear Blast, so he has like 12 years of experience there. And I just said, here's money, make it go away. Cause I just, <laughs> I know it's a horrible way of saying it, but I was just like, yeah. I was like, oh my God, like, I don't know how to do this. Time is running out. So when he came in, he was actually really impressed. He's like, holy shit, you have a mailing list. You know how to use Facebook Pickle, uh, pixels, not pickles. I wish I'm hungry. I want pickles right now. I'm sorry. He's like, you know, you know how to use pixels. Uh, what else did he say? He's like, um, you know, you know how to do your targeted ads. Thanks to savvy. Like this is easy. So he just jumped right in. He boom, boom, boom. Now he did say he's like, Spotify is a very hit or miss. It's like throwing darts blindfolded at a dartboard. You can yeah. ask, but it may not work. But apparently I did better than most people for a new artist. So I was like, okay, I'm not complaining. Um, yeah. And then of course I have my manager, uh, Mr. Noel Peters at a nurse entertainment. He gets paid later. I don't know if people know about that, but like usually the management gets their cut later, but he's been yeah. fantastic. Uh, he helped me get all the merch companies and stuff, but yeah, it's just been a huge, huge process. I have an artist. I have someone editing my videos. I had someone make my lyric videos. Like I literally had a list on my phone of 14 people and I'm like, wow. this is my team. And I'd have to like look at my list every day and see who I haven't spoken to or if I needed something from someone. Mm -hmm. It's just, it was a long process. It really turned my brain to potato. Now, do do you think do you think that like someone who's not as well known as you could get away with hiring out less people, or do you think like fourteen would be like what's needed as a minimum? No, I think if you're, you know, small fries starting out, yeah. you can do it with just a few people. I mean, when I was packing orders, I had three friends come over just help me because they wanted to help me, and I'm very lucky. I have a lot of good people in my life. You know, yeah. and, and, and if your friends see you busting, you know, your balls or your ovaries to like make something happen and they'll come over, like I ordered them pizza, you know, they get to hang out with me for an evening, watch me rip my hair out as my, my web shop was on fire and, you know, they were packing orders for me. Um, you, you have, you know, everybody has that homegrown little punk rock vibe of like friends who just want to help the band. But yeah, like, yeah. I mean, the most important things you will need is like your visuals online are very important. But also totally. just like your digital marketing is super important as well. Define that for people that don't really know what you mean when you say just digital marketing. So what I mean by digital marketing is you are aware of how to run ads on your Facebook. You have no shame in like, you know, knowing what bands you sound like. I'm sorry, but like we need to throw in the bin the whole, oh, we're not really like anyone else. I'm sorry. Everything has been done. You mm -hmm. sound like an amalgamation of one or two or three other people. Use that, mm -hmm. use that <clears throat> as your hashtag to target your ads. I'm sorry. You're not, no one's unique anymore. I will be the first to admit it, okay? Like, I wrote an album with the original Evanescence drummer. Does it sound like Evanescence? Yes, it has its own mm -hmm. little thing. But at the end of the day, I am gothic rock. That is my niche. That's fine, yeah. okay? Mm -hmm. So, like, the bands just need to develop their sound and then just be like, okay, this is, like, you know, and you ask your fans, ask people who care about you, who listen to music, what do we sound like? What do you think our genre is? What do you think, um, what bands do you think we sound like? And that's where you're going to get all your targeted 
uh, ads from and it works. And if people say it doesn't work, like, I'm sorry, but mm -hmm. I've spent maybe $90 a month on targeted ads on Facebook. And I looked into advertising from other agencies as much mm -hmm. as like, I curse Zuckerberg a lot. Listen, I curse that man a lot. I've never met him. I don't know if I want to meet him, but he is giving artists a huge discount when it comes to Facebook ads. He really mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. You know? Agreed. Um, Matt, do you have a question before I go on? Because I have another one, but I, um, I haven't let you say anything. Yeah, I, I have a few. So you okay. were saying, okay, yeah. So there, you have this this team. So like with this, you because it was so much work, like, if given the opportunity, would you sign to a record label? Ooh. Uh, if they could offer me, like, it, it would have to be like, okay, so your, your, your song is in a James Bond movie. You're going, like, superstar status. Like, mm -hmm. L.A. Reid is going to become your manager. You know, like, it would have to be, like, superstar status. But where I am now... I think I'm fine. I have, I have a wonderful team of like multitasking people who do more than one job. And I think that's part of this industry, get good at one thing and then start implementing other skills because mm -hmm. you need to be multi-versatile to really float above in this industry. You need to be good at more than one thing. And that's where I was like, okay, I need you. You do these three things. You do these two things. So, you know, I don't think I'd want to be like my biggest thing after I launched the album, I was like, I had to like take a breather after I put out the fire that was my web shop. That's a story for another time. And I was like, what is my label lacking? And I was like, okay, distribution and publishing. Literally a week later, I got like 10 distribution emails. I got it. I got a really good offer. I, I was very grateful for it. I'm sorting it out right now. So people can go into record stores in most of Europe and pick up my album. Um, nice. I got one for Japan. I was not expecting that. I mean, like, listen, I'll dress up like Sailor Moon if it means I have to, like, you know, get established in Japan. I don't care. Probably yeah. Sailor Jupiter, but that's besides the point. Um, yeah. You know, and now my biggest hurdle, my next biggest hurdle is publishing. Well, half of it has been sorted out and agreed upon for the royalties on the album. I have to take another step forward and do something else for myself. And that's like a whole other learning session. And luckily, my assistant is just finishing up that end of her course in school. So it's like, I don't know. There's like, a, there's just a horseshoe so far up my butt. I'm so lucky sometimes, but um, yeah, when it comes like, I don't know if I would like it, like it, it, they would have to come to me and offer me quite a bit if I was to consider to sign to a record label. But even then I would be like, I'm only using a few of your people. This is my team. Like, sorry. Like I trust yeah. these people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So part of the appeal to you is kind of running it yourself essentially. Yeah, I mean, I'm a crazy person and I like there's times where I'm just like, I don't want to do this anymore. I just want to go back to writing music. But, you know, you have seasons, you have three month seasons. I mean, unfortunately, this whole business season has been like eight months of the year for me. I've barely touched my harp. <laughs> you know, I've barely written music, but it's been, I think it's been worth it. Uh, out of curiosity, just before Matt continues, do you think it's more, what's, what do you think is actually more important in the sense of uh, getting your music heard and sold do you think it's the business end or the actual creation of music i'm uh, okay so the first major producer i worked with when i was like 21 yeah he said something to me and it stuck with me and he said Lindsay, because i am very business i've always been very business i came uh, i came off of warp tour and into a new band when i was working on my old band doing this album with this producer mm. and he just said honestly 
he's like make great music and everything else will work out he said if you do not have heartfelt well thought out music nothing else will really work you can you can push and push and push i mean and this sounds so mean and i'm not trying to be an asshole but there are some bands out there just like I don't remember a single one of their songs and they just get by on image alone. And I mean, that's great. Mm -hmm. Good for them. But I would rather like, like I forget what the weekend looks like all the time, but I've listened to his four albums on like rotate. Like I broke my Spotify listening to him. I think if you go on my Spotify, my most listened to artist is a weekend. You know what I mean? Cause his music mm -hmm. is amazing. Lana Del Rey, same thing. Cross crossover artists that every genre likes. Um, mm -hmm. So much respect. Uh, you know, and because of that, it's like, you know, I think, I think making music that is really true, well thought out, has, has vision and a story and a purpose. I think that's more important than anything. But you also need the business for sure. Well, that's the thing. And I try to find a balance, but I am a bit of a dramatic sap. So, I mean, when I sit down to work on my next project, like there's, there's going to be a lot of that drama in there. That's the thing. I don't, I just... I say my drama for my music. <laughs> um, Matt, go ahead, and then I'm going to ask another one. So, okay, because this is interesting, because you talked because we talked previously on a previous episode about your history, um, but like, did you have a sort of come to Jesus moment where you were like? I can put this together at a higher level than most labels, or did it just sort of happen? Does it just sort of snowball that way? I don't think that there's any like more holier than thou uh, thing going on. Sure. Um, I think record labels are changing right now and they don't really know like where their footing is. And I, I want them, like, I don't hate record labels, even though I jokingly wear a t-shirt that says kill your record label. I don't hate record labels, but I think that they need to, and I think they want to modernize themselves, but they're just having such a hard time going from old school ways for so long to the new school. I think it's very painful for them, honestly. And some of these people have been to the record label so long and they're ready to retire and they just don't care. And then you have the new kids coming in and they don't really know where they belong. I know this because I've seen this. I know yeah, a lot absolutely. of people. I mingle a lot after shows and I hear a lot of stories. Um, but uh, I just wanted, I wanted people to hear my music is what it came down to. I wanted, like, I, I just didn't want to sit back and allow some other fate to control m my music. You know, I, I refuse to allow someone to tell me, no, you can't have this. And it's like, well, I can do this myself. It won't be pretty. Like, my partner said to me, I, like, I was really scared one night when I was about, it was about a month before the launch, and I'm sitting there with my partner. Um, and he's great, because he's just so unbiased and unemotional about things, and I'm the complete opposite, you know, opposites attract. And he's like, yeah, Lindsay, he's like, your launch is going to be a mess. It's going to be messy. It's going to be hard. You're going to make mistakes. He's like, but he's like, you know, you, you eventually it'll smooth over. Launches will get easier. You will grow. And he's like, you know, it, it, it's always that first time. He's like, it's like having your first kid or buying your first house. He's like, it's the mm -hmm. same thing. You're just doing it yourself, you know? He's like, you're like a single mom. And I'm like, wow, thanks. 
<laughs> which at times it felt like that. I literally felt like a single mom and I had a bunch of friends over helping me with my baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> so, okay. So now back, back to my other question just earlier. So what do you, what do you actually think would be the minimum skills that someone who wants to release on their own should know before they start, start their launch? Like what kind of things should they be aware of? They need, a, they need like a two month plan, have a okay. really solid two month plan, get the content ready as soon as possible, whether it's lyric videos, music video, uh, you know, videos talking about the songs, like whatever, whatever your media is, get your, get a huge launch pad, make sure that everything is submitted to TuneCore at least five weeks before, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. I want to point out you were ready like a, almost a a year like, earlier you were saying yeah stuff. i'm an over i'm an over planner because i just know that there's always going to be errors and errors oh. take time to correct right yeah, yeah and so, they still happen and they oh god they still are still yeah. i got a whole bunch of uh, customer service emails to go through after i talk to you guys um you know but that's okay i mean i i know how to make it right um yeah. but uh yeah i think also you know listen like mailing lists are so important. I don't care what anyone says. 80% of my sales came through my mailing list. Um, that's that's that the full quote. That's the 80% full quote. That's of my sales yeah. came from my mailing list. Cool. Yeah. Because I mean, you know, you make a post and mm-hmm. you don't know who's going to see it. It's held back. <laughs> Facebook holds yeah. it back. Twitter. Oh, I wasn't on last night. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah. like, you know, and I, I'd like to, I don't want to over pummel them with emails, but I want to, I make it a very kind of personal message. Like, Hey, like, thanks for being part of this. Like I make it very intimate on my mailing list. And I think that mailing list is important. Like start building your mailing list. Just do like little tidbits of exclusive content through your mailing list, mm-hmm. a little hello video or whatever, but yeah, they, they need their mailing list ready. And, you know, have like, I say, start with MailChimp if you're small fries, start with, and I don't mean small fries as a derogatory comment. Like, you know, you're starting out, you're, you know, I'm a medium potato, small fries. So, um, you know, have, get MailChimp. MailChimp's free under, I think, two or 3,000. Um, yeah, two. Yeah, two. That's fantastic. Like, we don't want to spend extra money. And then the other one is Big Cartel. Get Big Cartel. Big Cartel collects emails too. Um, use Big Cartel. I think it's like $12 a month to have inventory so you don't oversell. And you can do up to 10 items. Most people only have four to five items their first launch. Go on yeah. Big Cartel, pay $12 for the months that you are using it, and you can stop it right away when you're done. Um, mm. I think it's fantastic. But get, like, over plans, you know, strategize. And, like, I'm a very visual person. I have it in front of me. I look at it. I nurture it. I read it over. I get inspiration. I put a new note in there. You know, don't, like, give yourself at least a three to four five month launch pad before your actual release date and for frank's sake get your merch printed and to your door two weeks before because i planned that and still my cds and vinyl showed up on the day of and it was no one's fault it's just that's how things happen sometimes that was the cds and merch you said showed up on the yeah and it was it was just a huge miscommunication and a lost email but it happens you know and it was no one's fault i can technically it was my fault but it was really no one's fault. You yeah. know, it just, these things happen. 
especially with vinyl that happens like way more than people um, even realize and my vinyl was very special so like mine needed like mine went through a much longer process like my mind my vinyls even though it was 250 of them took two months to print wow yeah um what what do you what would you say is the like okay so you said give yourself three to five months to launch so can you give a quick rundown on like what like why do you need that much time because I mean, a lot of people approach me like with a, a week away and they try to get PR and they say that yeah. they're trying to get everything ready. So like, can no, you that's quick... no, that's a no. <laughs> so, so like, well, like most people don't get it. So I like, can you just kind of explain like why, why you need that much time? Well, I sat down with the head of press at nuclear blast records and I asked her how far in advance do you start planning? And she's like, right when the album's done. And then we have a three month window, you know, we have the music, and then it goes into printing and pressing. And she's like, and then I start, you know, you need that extra window to start lining up interviews and to get the visuals ready. So, I mean, yeah, like you need that time because there is so much involved to have a successful launch that you mm -hmm. really need to up your game and get things ready. And sometimes you have to wait on people. Like something I've noticed in this industry is people go away on vacation in the middle of your launch and you need to work around other people's schedules. And there's more than just like, yes, okay, I have 14 people, but mm -hmm. I really have like hundreds of people involved by proxy, mm -hmm. you know, and you need to, you need to like take that into consideration. Like you just can't go to a PR guy a week before your launch and be like, here's my album, make magic, make it go away. Yeah. Like that doesn't, that doesn't happen. And that's the thing. When I hired my digital marketer, he was like, yeah, you're more organized than most musicians I work for. And we're talking like he works for like major, like major metal bands that don't even have a mailing list. And he's just like, oh, you know, he's like, and, I, and they come to me so late. And he's like, no, 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 you know. And even then I felt like I contacted him two months before my release. And I felt like we didn't have enough time. And he's like, no, we have more than enough time, even though I had to pull teeth to get some shit to work. But <laughs> yeah, like bands need to understand this. Like don't contact a PR guy and expect like a week to be a substantial amount of time like if things planning takes a long time it does yeah how, how much because like obviously you sort of map out like how long each individual task will take you but how much wiggle room do you think a band should give them should give themselves it all depends on the band and how many people are involved helping but i say like yeah give yourself two months because mistakes are going to happen like or someone's not going to be available or you might have to fire someone and rehire so, you know, so two months in addition to whatever time you think it's going to actually take. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. But I, mean, yeah. I give myself five to eight months because I'm crazy. No, but I think you're right. <laughs> uh, we're headed towards the end. So yes. <clears throat> what's like your one big takeaway out of this entire self-releasing process? Um, honestly, if you educate yourself, it is possible and it does feel really good it feels really, really good. Like to say that I made this money myself and now I have money and I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not going to buy a new mattress or like buy taxidermy animals. I mean, that's not even vegan. I'm not going to buy stupid shit. I have a nice amount of money that my fans want to support me with that I can put into future art. I mean, I do have to pay out Mr. Rocky and rightfully so, Mr. Grammy Award winner deserves his royalties. You know, these are things I have to do. But now <clears throat> I have the means to go forward and continue to create art. And if, if I was with a record label, 
I probably would have maybe only seen like a third of what I've made. Mm -hmm. um, so to have, to have all of that for myself, for my future is truly wonderful. And I mean, it's hard, but you have to think about, I'm a very long-term goals person. I have, um, you know, good foresight. And I was like, you know, this sucks right now. I don't want to do this anymore. If I look at Shopify one more time, I think I'll puke. But the outcome was worth it. And I think that is so important for any artist out there to consider. Like, you know, and Leah taught me that. And Leah has been doing this herself for many, many years. And all her stuff is always paid for, you know, by her fans, by her fantastic mm -hmm. fans. So there are those things to consider. Sweet. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you so much. This has been Dumb and Dumbest. You have been listening. <laughs> Are we done yet?